You are now tuned in to episode 82 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch, the same as every other episode. Except for the one. Besides one. Yep. Besides one. <laughs> and isn't ne- the next episode is going to be the same exact thing. Matt That's will be right. gone the next episode. I think I've got Craig Euler locked in. Uh, me and Craig are going to do the show together. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go over the phone. Uh, we'll, obviously we will not uh, be doing an interview because I don't have the know-how to, uh, plug two phones into this mixer. I imagine it's possible, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be me and Craig. I'm going to be out ripping lips while you guys are doing this. You stuff. are, Matt. Tell us, tell us what you got coming down the pipe. I'm going to be up in the Alexandria area for two weeks. So if you're going to rob Matt's house, this is... <laughs> When this comes out, it's the time to do it. And call me. No, we're gonna go get. Well, you're gonna. We got we got construction going on at the house, so there's gonna be people there. So guard dogs and booby traps, trip wires. You got to watch out for the cat. That's the one you got to watch out for. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I. uh, I wish I was going up to Alexandria. I wish I was going to be spending uh, uh, some time up there with nothing in the world to do besides fish. Fish, Yeah. But uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough, I tell you. Yeah, I'm well, looking forward to it. It's always nice to get up there, and, and hopefully, you, hopefully nothing crazy happens while we're up there and we get kicked out of the state or something like that. Right. <laughs> and and you guys have been going up there for long enough now that uh, you know you're you're kind of really getting a feel for the lake. Oh yeah, you know I, you know, I feel like I know the lake pretty well, uh, but there's still like other there's you still kind of get caught into like going to the same spots. And the last couple years, I've been forcing myself to fish different parts of the lake i mean you're up to uh, i'm on the lake for two weeks so it's right you might as well you know okay you caught some here yesterday you can always go back there if you you know if you're not catching fish somewhere else but go try this and you know try some different techniques that you never tried before uh it's the nice thing about you know being on the lake like that you can just walk down and put the boat off the lift and go out and you're out there fishing for five minutes if you want to run in and right. have something to eat you can do that it's storm just, coming all right yeah. no big deal yeah. what 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 resort you stay at there we stay at west ridge shores resort west ridge shores resort yep. in beautiful alexandria yep. minnesota yep on lake mary lake mary Ugh. well uh you know it's it's a rough job but somebody's got to do it and i guess that's matt's right. the guy for it that's uh right. it, it will not be me but well, whatever. Uh, we've got a cool episode for you today. We are going to be talking. Uh, well, later on in the episode, we are gonna we're gonna recap this tournament. Mm-hmm. We've, yep. we've got some other news uh, to be talking about, but uh, we we obviously just got done with our tournament. If you listened to the last episode, we said that we would update you this week on uh, how it went. So uh, we've actually got one of the competitors who was in the tournament, Stephanie Lawson, who's from up in Minnesota. Uh, she and her partner Michelle basically ran first place the whole entire time time until the very last day and uh yeah yeah that's that's how it goes that's how it goes in a tournament whatever but uh no she uh she's actually the vice president of uh, the women anglers of minnesota and uh so we're going to kind of just pick her brain about that organization uh, about the tournament about her and uh so we're going to get right over to her and we're here today with stephanie lawson stephanie how you doing hey i'm doing great how are you excellent doing good well, thanks for joining the show, Stephanie. Um, we always like to get our shows uh, kicked off with a couple of random questions, non-fishing related. So uh, I'll start off. Uh, Stephanie, if we were at a bar right now 
and you were forced to sing karaoke, what would be your karaoke song? Well, that would have to be Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars, because that always gets the party kicked off. Everyone stands up and dances to that song. For that sure. is a good one. That is Everybody does come out of their seats for that song. Are you a dancer, sure. Stephanie? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Yep. Next one, then. Uh, spirit animal. What What is your spirit animal, if you have one? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, geez. I would say that I am an owl because I'm wise and I'm I kind of, you know, a night owl and I like to fish and um, I have long lashes and yeah, I'm an owl. Can you <laughs> can you turn your head all the way around? <laughs> no, oh, thank no. God. That's kind of freaky. All right. Now, Stephanie, this is a first for the podcast. This is the first time that we have not called uh, someone's cell phone and they've actually had to uh, call us from their neighbor's landline. So uh, <laughs> wh- where is it in the state of Minnesota that uh, Verizon needs to work on some cell coverage? Where are you from? <laughs> Well, I live on Clearwater Lake in Annandale, Minnesota, and I'm I have AT and T, so oh, I just wanted to problem. be sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so, what are what are some of the bodies of water that you fish up in that area? Well, um, kind of cool. I literally just did a tally yesterday that I have fished. 20 lakes this year, one ocean, and two rivers. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about um, covering some nice bodies of water, including, you know, Lake of the Woods and um, a bunch of smaller ones in my area. I've been up in the Alexandria area quite a bit recently. Obviously, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I was trying to slay the walleyes, um, to get ahead in the tournament, yeah, <laughs> your yeah, tournament. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I headed up to Alexandria, but yeah, um, definitely a lot of common lakes that you've heard of in Minnesota. But my lake um, is actually a very good bass lake, so and that's what I like to fish for. A lot of tournaments are held on Clearwater Lake, so yeah. Now, you you talk about ha- having fished a lot of different bodies of water so far this year. Like, how many different species of fish have you caught? Have you kind of kept tally of that or not really? Just a bunch. Um, so all of the typical Minnesota fish, with the exception of I've never caught a sturgeon or a muskie. Um, I also, when I went to the Pacific Ocean, I had intent on catching a 70-pound halibut, but Mother Nature said, oh, no, um, the swells, the waves were way too high. In fact, on a charter of 14 people, I was only one of three people who did not puke, and um, we ended up just catching rockfish in the bay, which rockfish is absolutely delicious. If you ever get a chance to taste it, it's amazing. Um, so I brought that home on the plane with me, but um, then I also got to catch my first trout this year. I fished um, in Seattle in a river. I caught a cutthroat trout, and so, yeah, so I try to catch, I like variety, so um, 
I will keep continuing to catch many multiple species. So, yeah. Heck yeah. No, that's the same as me and Matt. You know, I mean, we... We do a lot more bass fishing than, than probably the other species, but, I mean, we don't turn our nose up to any species, you know. A catfish, you know, walleye, bluegills, it, it doesn't matter. The tug is the drug. Right. So That's yeah. right. A, ba- a, bass trip can, a bass trip can turn into a walleye trip pretty fast or a bluegill trip. It doesn't matter. Right. I know. And the funny thing is, like, um, I haven't had, like, a lot of the ladies in the, the Women Anglers of Minnesota Club, um, they have caught some amazing fish that have actually gone viral, right? Right. Um, I haven't had any of those aha moments, um, but I've had some funny catches where people would turn their nose. Like, I've caught a 12-inch rock bass before. It's well, like, that's well, impressive. that's kind of yeah. amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what it I mean? really is. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Yeah. Now, how, how did you get introduced to uh, fishing? So I kind of razzed my dad about this a little bit, that I could have been a professional angler by now if he'd have taken me fishing because we only lived 40 miles from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Oh, boy. And I'm like, come on, Dad, <laughs> like one of the greatest fisheries of the entire Midwest. But... You know, I don't blame him. The couple of times I remember going, I was 12, my brother was 7, and my other brother was 2, and it was Tangletown. And the poor guy (laughs) just wanted to throw a bobber in and have a beer, and, you know, we were constantly getting tangled, and he was just frustrated. So I don't blame him for leaving us home. And then I also remember when we went ice fishing, I would strap on some uh, ice skates, and I would relentlessly circle the hole and just stare at the flag. And the minute it popped up, I would yell, you know, Dad! And he and some burly guys would come running out of the fish house. They had been playing cards and drinking beer. And they would pull it up, and, you know, I would see whatever fish they pulled up. So those are their memories. But for me, um, I didn't get into angling until 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, I had an ex-boyfriend and his parents um, introduced me to bass fishing, but what's really crazy is that you only know what they teach you, and (laughs) so first of all, they started me out with a bait caster, which is pretty cool because I got really good at that first and foremost. Secondly, we only threw three lures for two, two straight years. We threw a spinner bait a uh, buzz bait and a frog that's it and then third they were highly anti-live bait they called people cheaters who used live bait so i it took me many many years to be comfortable with using live bait now i'm okay with it <laughs> oh that's crazy you know i mean there's not a ton of people really that can throw a bait caster to begin with and you know when you start off on a bait caster you know, learning yeah. the spinning rods easy. Yeah. yeah, I had um I've gone out with some guides and they're like, Man, you're pretty good. So I'm like, Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> is is the bait caster your go to yet now or, or do you feel more comfortable with the spinning rod and, and that's what you put in your hand first? Um, I honestly I'm okay with either, so Okay. Are you a are you a right hand or a left hand reeler with the bait caster? 
So I do reel with my right, but I am ambidextrous. So if someone, if I show up somewhere and it's already set up, sometimes I'll just grab it and go. So. Oh, right on. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned it here a little bit ago, the Women Anglers of Minnesota, and you actually fill the vice president role of that organization. Uh, tell the listeners exactly what that is, the Women Anglers of Minnesota. Yeah, so we are in our 43rd year, believe it or not. Wow. And I know, and there's 700 ladies in the club. And you do not have to be in Minnesota to be in the club. In fact, we actually have a lot of anglers from Wisconsin, a few from Iowa, a few from North Dakota, and a, a few that have moved away off to Texas and Colorado that are still members and whatnot. And um, we have anywhere from complete beginners to ladies who are pro staff, captains, YouTube stars that are in the club. Um, and what we do is we're a nonprofit, and we do a lot of fundraisers. And the purpose is to hold educational clinics to bring more women and children into the sport of angling. And how we do that is by holding these clinics like Boating 101 and Ice Fishing 101, and we have high, high emphasis on safety. And um, then conservation, and then lastly, fun. You know, and then when, with the fun comes a lot of other things we offer, such as trips. So with part of the funds we raise, we buy down trips so that everyone can afford them. Um, and... Uh, that makes it a lot of fun. We'll go on like a trout trip to Milwaukee or, you know, and then everyone can uh, can afford it, like I said before. Does it cost people uh, some money to join or, or not? Yeah, so um, our ladies literally just pay uh, $30 a year to be a member, and that gains them access to uh, our private uh, Facebook page and which they uh, gain a lot of you know, tips, and then they can upload their catches and, you know, have all these ladies cheering you on. And they also have, we have lots of discounts from a lot of major sponsors. So that in itself is pretty much worth it right there. Um, I mean, I I bought my, like, St. Croix rod for 40% off. So, I mean, like, just a lot of great things like that. That's pretty, that's cool. That's awesome that those companies, you know, do that for you guys and now a big thing too is you guys a lot of networking involved there you take out a lot of fellow members like if they don't have access to boat or something like that a lot of times don't you i do because you know not there's not a lot of females that own their own boats sadly still and um oh crazy thing i bought my boat down by you guys at um great lakes marine in spirit lake iowa oh yeah those guys yeah, Shane and those guys, shout out to them. Um, so I bought my, I have a, a 2017 Alumacraft Prowler 175, and um, I take ladies out constantly because they don't have a boat. And literally, probably through April, May, and June, I was taking three ladies out a week. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. But now that July's hit and my family's like, coming into town constantly that slowed down quite a bit right now you guys host a lot of tournaments uh correct 
Yeah, so uh, we have two flagship tournaments a year. Unfortunately, with COVID this year, it's going to be a little different, but we were able to sneak in our ice fishing tournament this year. It literally happened the first week of March, and then obviously COVID kind of hit the second week of March. Um, so we, we squeaked that in. That was uh, on Lake Darling in Alexandria, and um, sadly, uh, I... I finished one out of the money in that one, <laughs> so I'm not having a very good tournament year. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember uh, who won that tournament? Oh my goodness! Because we I, do. It actually, yeah, the we lady do. From Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. One of to, our listeners. I went to school with her. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I just it just dawned on me. Yeah, they were they're great. I love those gals. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to rub it in or anything that uh, people from Lyon County just keep beating you in tournaments, but <laughs> oh snap! Here we go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> now, how long how long have you been doing the vice president role uh, with that? So I've only been doing it um, this year, and it's kind of a funny story. Um, so last year, our president, Kristen Merwin, she took me to dinner in the fall, and she said, hey, I think you should run for vice president. And I said, are you crazy? I said, no way. The ladies won't respect me. And she goes, why not? And I said, because I don't ice fish. And she said, well, why don't you? And I said, because I love the motion of casting. So why would I ever ice fish? And why would I want to go out and buy all that equipment, the auger and the house and the suit and all that stuff? And she goes, well, do you love the club? And I said, yes. And she said, well, do you love, you know, do you have time to devote to the club? And I said, yes. And she goes, well, then we're getting you out ice fishing. Well, some time had passed and time was ticking and I was supposed to make a decision if I was going to run or not. So um, I just randomly made a phone call, and this happens to be one of your past guests. I called up um, Matt Klug of MK oh, yeah. Guide Service, and I said, hey, um, I, I just randomly said, hey, I need to go ice fishing so that the women will respect me when I run for vice president. <laughs> so could you take me out? And he was like, sure, what do you want to fish for? And I said, I don't care. I just got to go do it. And thank God, thank God he picked the catfish experience. Because oh, yeah, that was that one was. of the most amazing experiences ever. My first ever ice fishing fish that came out of the ice was almost a 25-inch catfish. Wow. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> now, so, of course, I fell in love with it. So, so do you consider yourself an ice fisher now? Oh yeah, I went hard after that. <laughs> I one of my favorite uh, uh, late ice that April late ice crappie fishing is so amazing. Oh, I yeah. just love it. So, so if you could get rid of the open water right now and switch right to ice, would you do it? Nope, no. <laughs> that's right. Not that die yeah, hard. So you're not. Yeah. That. That's I'm I'm the same way. Yeah, me and me and Matt <laughs> me and Matt go back and forth about this. I after one open water trip, I'm ready to go back to ice. So. <laughs> no, funny. so uh, yeah, I guess you know I I don't know what else. If, Do you guys have any like upcoming tournaments? Oh yeah, so I didn't finish. So then our other flagship tournament is um you know normally the first weekend of June is our open water tournament and this year we had to cancel it because of COVID and um, that usually has 150 women 
Um, and last year's it was on Woman Woman Lake, and um, this year it was supposed to be on the Horseshoe Chain. And I am also the tournament director, so um, I was supposed to run that, but instead I ended up running the virtual tournament, which um, was in June. It was 20 days long, and I appreciate your guys' support because you guys, of course, sponsored that for me, so I really appreciate that. No yeah. problem. No, it worked out well. We have we have a couple of other tournaments coming up here. Um, one is a, a kids' tournament, so um, little ones can join. It's virtual. It's called Jiggin' with Kids. That's going to run August 1st through 15th. And there's two categories, 10 and under, and then 11 to 15. And let me tell you something. I want to be a kid because when you see there's cash and a, <laughs> there's a trip, the kids can win your family a trip to Geiger's, Geiger's Trail and Resort. So um, you might want to enter your kids in that. And then also um, the Wham Toothy Tournament. So it's a Pike Muskie Tournament coming up August 21st through 30th. And that's for Wham ladies only. So anyone out there who is not currently a member of Women Anglers of Minnesota and wants to join, they should uh, jump in and become a member before that tournament. So Now, is, is that kids' tournament, is that girls' only, or is that uh, both? No, we're opening it to the boys, too. Okay. Yeah? Well, I've got... Because, you know, we support, you know, children in general. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you know, you guys aren't... I mean, you guys support male fishermen, too. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're looking down yeah. on... You know, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty <laughs> why do you think i talk so much smack to you guys that was so much fun i got that a really text was. message from you that said i'm the terrell owens of this tournament with the trash talking <laughs> <laughs> that's right i had a marker in my flip flop ready to sign autographs but you know what it worked against me because what we ran, so me and my fishing partner, now Michelle Morey, mind you guys, was the angler of the year for our club. So oh. Wham has a master angler program, and you have to earn so many of these big fish pins, and then she was, then you get a jacket at the end of the year. She was the angler of the year, so she was my partner. And I really expected her to be Batman, and I was going to be Robin. And in this case, it kind of got flip-flopped because she got busy um, with some other commitments. But, and, and so they kind of fell on my shoulders. But um, nonetheless, uh, I was proud of us as a team. We still caught some really nice fish. So, but, oh, yeah. yeah, I loved, uh, you know, I, was, I noticed that Matt was catching all the fish. So I had to give you crap, Scott, and say, hey, are you going to start fishing yet or what? Oh, uh, and to defend Scott, he was catching fish. They just weren't as big as mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I guess uh, that doesn't really count in a tournament. Yeah. And so, no, I, we, we uh, you know, we, I, I was supposed to take that Wednesday off, and then we actually had a, a coronavirus exposure at my work. And so I wasn't able to take that Wednesday off. And it was getting to the weekend, and me and Matt, like, don't even have any fish entered. We, right. we got out there on Wednesday night after work. We got out there. I started fishing for bluegills, and I pulled one up and realized that uh, our bump board didn't go to 10 inches. It didn't start till 10 inches. It didn't start till 10 inches. So like, oh. I'm catching eight and a half, nine inch bluegill that I can't measure. And yeah, it, it was a stinking mess. But yeah, then, then all of a sudden I'm getting smack talk text messages. 
And uh, <laughs> fi- finally, we did come around on the weekend. So. Yeah, and then when you did catch one, I was like, welcome to the tournament. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. You did. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and, and really, no. truly, you guys caught a lot of really good fish. I mean, you know, if you guys just never had that one big fish. You know, you, you I mean, every or single. Or the wrong species. She caught a 35-inch yeah, pike. pike. That she was really? crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, it was so much fun, and uh, I really appreciate you having us, and we hope that we promoted your podcast a little, you know, Oh yeah. oh yeah, that we appreciate so. you always posting the daily results that you were beating all of us and <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think of these virtual tournaments, Stephanie? Do you, do you like these virtual tournaments that you can kind of do on your own time and you know not everyone has to get all together or do you still like the way tournaments? So what what do you prefer? Well, I love them because I have been a um I've been with Fish Donkey from inception when they first got going. I've done at least six or seven of these. No, seven or eight. Because I I started out doing them for my company fishing tournaments. Um, So I work for a bank, and I do for the dealer clients as well as our employees. We kind of do an intermingle tournament. I do them for that. I've done them for my family reunions, and I've also done now this one for Wham, which was 75 women. So, um, and try you, you go crazy at night if you're verifying all those fish. <laughs> right, yeah, Scott, yeah. I'm li- literally laying in bed looking at you know fish after fish, and uh, but anyway, yeah, you go a little crazy. But um, I uh, I do enjoy the virtual tournaments a lot and giving people the opportunity to, you know, if they can't get out um, until, you know, Sunday night instead of, you know, Friday when it starts, it's great. But, you know, wait, there's a place for weigh-ins always. You know, right. that's, there's excitement there. Um, it's just like, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of when – facts came out and they're like oh it's going to get rid of mail and then email came out and said oh that's going to get rid of mail well it mail just never goes away so i don't think weigh-ins are ever going to go away right no i i really ended up enjoying it a whole lot more than what i thought i was going to you know me and matt uh you know we do some bass tournaments weigh tournaments and uh you know when when we started this off it was like oh yeah you know that'll be cool you know whatever and I mean, I got to tell you, like, I felt like we were on 39 hours just, yeah, you know, running was, around and, you know. Hooting it, and hollering. When we caught that 24-inch walleye. It was it was pretty exciting. We were, we were doing it. We thought we had it wrapped up. but Yeah, until I heard that <laughs> stupid donkey at, like, freaking <laughs> 9 yeah. o'clock at night, and I was not happy. You guys, the drama that unfolded, like, the last five hours of that Sunday for me, like, First, the goal was, okay, I got to keep the lead. Okay, then it went to, okay, I want to finish second after the podcast, guys. Then it was like, dang it, now I want to keep, you know, third. Then I was tied for third. Okay, now I want to clean third. I don't want to be tied for third. And then at the end, I was like, really? Now I'm fourth? (laughs) No, that's how it goes. Yeah, I know. I've had a rough tournament year. Well, like I said, one one kicker fish, and you guys would have been there you yeah know, you I were mean, catching plenty of like 19 to 20 inch walleyes if if one of them just would have been 22 23 inches i mean it would have been right there yep 
Yeah, so get this, um, when I went up to Alexandria, um, so when I got there, um, so my fishing buddy, I said, um, I go, I know that you never use leeches, but I'm using leeches. And he's like, okay, and he stuck with crawlers. Well, I caught nine fish, he caught three, so I made the right choice. (laughs) I'd say so. And all of my fish were 18 to 19 and a half inch walleyes. We just absolutely couldn't get one over 19 and a half. You know, and um, I, and then of course I get to the ramp, and the sky's there, and he's like, "I caught three, twenty-one, twenty-three, and twenty-four, and I was looking for your size for eaters." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's See? just how it goes. You want to trade quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cheater. <laughs> no, no, we know you're not. Uh, looking, looking back over, you know, all the angling that you've done over the last ten years, uh, do you have like one signature fish that you look back on and it's like, oh man, you know, like that—that that was the coolest fish I've ever caught. Well, I wouldn't say the coolest, but the uh, obviously the one that I have the biggest recognition for is um, my master angler fish, which is a thirteen and a half inch perch. So, oh yeah, oh, cool the only one that I have a pin for so far through the club. And um, that was pretty exciting, pulling that up through the ice. And again, you know, Miss, I'm not an ice fisherman. To pull that up was pretty exciting. So that was just this year. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, before we let you go, Stephanie, um, if any of the listeners uh, are interested in possibly joining uh women anglers in Minnesota, where, where can they find more information or, or who do they need to contact to potentially take part in one of these tournaments, join the club, uh, whatever. Yeah. Just go to, um, womenanglersmn.com. Okay. Are you guys, are you, is Minnesota the only state that has a women anglers organization like that? I'm, I'm, I, I no. don't even know. No, there's, um, Wisconsin women fish. And then uh, apparently there's, you know, sporadic other smaller clubs in the United States, but we're supposedly the biggest one in the U.S. that we're aware of. So that's, that's awesome. pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys got a podcast too? No, we don't. Okay. For um, some reason, I, I was that thinking that there was a... There's, so, um, there's a gal in our club who's also in the Wisconsin Women Fish that does have a podcast, I think, out of Tennessee. Okay. Oh, all right. Maybe that's what I'm yeah. thinking. So, yeah. alrighty. Well, Stephanie, uh, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, uh, sit down and chat with us. I hope uh, the listeners learned quite a bit about the club, and uh, yeah, like I said, uh, hopefully, hopefully we uh, get to fish against you in another uh, future tournament. Yeah, I would enjoy that. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Uh, thanks a lot. See ya. All right. Take care. There goes Stephanie. That was pretty cool. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of good information there. I mean, if there's any any of our listeners that uh, want to join Women Anglers of Minnesota, definitely get a hold of them. If you have a, a wife, a girlfriend, a sister, a daughter, anything like that, you know, go to their website and definitely get involved with that. And like she said, it, you don't have to be a resident of Minnesota. Right. I mean, uh, a girl who I went to school with, Melissa Grave, right right from here in Lyon County, uh, went up there and won the, won the uh, uh, ice fishing tournament that yeah. they had. And, uh, and now with the virtual tournaments like this, I mean, you can compete from anywhere. Right. And and how cool is the networking? You know, you brought up the networking, and, and I think that's something that people really fail to realize is, you know, 
700 ladies from across the upper Midwest, you know, I mean, you, you get thrown into this Facebook group and, you, you know, you start BSing with these people and, you know, next thing you know, you've got friends, you know, from all over the upper Midwest. If you're in the area, you know, shoot them a text and you might be able to get out on the water with right. them. You know, you can discuss, hey, well, this is working, this isn't working, what are you guys thinking, whatever. I, I, I mean, I really think networking is something that, you know, all the way across the fishing industry is is one of the overlooked deals, you know. I definitely agree. I think I think that women anglers in Minnesota is doing it right, whereas a lot of these other groups are doing it the wrong way. You know, some groups out there, it's like somebody will post, like, hey, I want information on this, and, you know, nobody, you'll get a bunch of, you know, smart Alec comments back and stuff like that. They're, they're generally, you know, they're helping each other out. They want to help you know, everybody become a better angler. Right, right. I mean, I got a feeling if if you go on their Facebook page and start lipping off, you might not be a member you know, well, any, right. any longer. You know, right. I mean, they're, they're there to build each other up and, uh, you know, swap stories and, you know, have fun. And, and I, I don't know, I, I really think that's that's one of the things that's missing in fishing and, and all the outdoors industries, uh, you know. I, I don't know, it's just so easy for people to start talking smack you know, all over. And I don't know. I, I think, like you said, I think women anglers in Minnesota is doing it right. So yep, for sure, if you, if you want to join, I, I would encourage you to do so. But, uh, well, uh, back to our tournament, uh, our tournament. you know, I kind of, we kind of talked a little bit, uh, to the Stephanie about annual. It. the first annual. I, and I do, I think it's something that we got to do more often. Uh, we filled all 20 slots, um, with teams. I, I think, of the 20 teams, I think like 15 actually fished. Um, I don't know what happened to the other five, but that's, that's their deal. They Whatever. just didn't catch anything. No, well, that could be it too, you know, but, um, no, I, I, I was really impressed. It, it was a lot of fun. I, I just thought it was absolutely a riot. I felt like we were on 39 hours at yep. TV show, you know, me and Matt, uh, it came down to the end. It did. And, you know, like I had said earlier, uh, we, we had planned, I had planned on taking the day off on Wednesday and yep. going, me and Matt were going to go, you know, to Okaboji or to South Dakota or, or somewhere and, you know, try to, try to fill a couple of these species. And, uh, like I said, we had a, a coronavirus exposure at work, uh, you know, with, with the lady who I work with every day. So I was unable to take time off and, uh, Senate kind of got to be like, well, holy smokes, you know, now what, you know, and, and we still had the weekend. So, you know, our back wasn't completely against the wall. Right. So, but we did get out Wednesday night and, uh, yeah, well, Matt hooks an absolute super tanker of a bass and we get it on the board and it's 17 inches. I that mean, thing was round. I mean, it was huge. <laughs> if that would have been a 20 inch or that had been, I mean, right. six, seven pound bass. It was insane. It had shoulders on it. That's it for did. Sure. When your rod bent, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was on the second cast too. So we were both like, and then it came up and jumped and its mouth was just huge. So we're like, oh yeah, this is, this is the one that's, this, been, is, the this one. is the one that we need, you know, and we scoop it up and it's like, wow, that's, you know, it's a healthy fish and put it on the board and yeah, 17 inches or 17 and a half, whatever it was. It's is just this, like, is this board regulation or what? <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Yeah, no, but, uh, no, it, it, that's, that's the way it goes. You know, fish come in all shapes and sizes. And, uh, and it, it was like the strategy that was involved. That was like the fun part about it. Like, you're like, okay, we need this. How long are we going to spend on trying to get this? Right. How long are we going to, you know, when we were going after the bluegills, we were on your parents dock, you know, thank thank them for letting us fish down there on it. 
and it's just like we were catching nice fish. I mean, we were catching nice fish, and you could have got caught up just sitting there, like for sure. I mean, catching it was, seven to, seven to eight inch bluegills and yellow bass all day long. But. Right, about as fast as you could drop it. You know, you you were pulling one back out, but you know, me and Matt kind of looked at each other, and and it was like, okay, so we've got we've got the bluegills, we've got bass, we don't have any walleye. Right. You know, what are we gonna do? And and so, yeah, and, and Matt had. We we actually went out with Chad Lorith that morning. We had we had planned weeks ago to go out with Chad Lorith on that day, and uh, we we caught a lot of cookie cutter largemouth bass that morning. You yeah. know that were all in that fourteen fifteen inch range. You know pound and a halfers. You know whatever. And uh, but we we never really got that big big bite. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, I mean we were yeah. heading towards a boat ramp. Yeah, last spot. And uh, Matt cracked a 20 and a half inch smallmouth up in the weeds where yeah. i mean you expect a large mouth to come out of and yeah sure enough here's but a smallie i'll give lorith credit he said that he sometimes catches smallmouth up there in those places like that and he was he did he like he said literally it like, 10 seconds before that, like, like oh, yeah. everyone's mother some smallies up here and yeah and, yep, and, thunk, and it was just like and you know i set the hook on it and we're all standing there and that thing jumped up out of the water it and huge. it got it got serious for a second it, it was, was just like huge oh. Because we were joking and having a good time in the boat, but you know it was a quick scramble. You know, Loris grabbed the net, you got in the back and started filming the landing part of it and stuff like that. And it was, it's like, oh, just stay on, oh, yep. just stay on. Yep. And, and we got it in the net, so then we, then you know us, we then we had to have some fun with right. it. So, and yeah, so then we got off the lake. I would say probably at about eleven o'clock or so right. in that time frame. Ran over to my parents' house, uh, quick grabbed a bite to eat. Went out on the dock, we cracked, you know, we kind of upgraded, you know, maybe started with a six inch bluegill and, you know, worked our way up to two eight inchers or two or eight or and a seven and a half or something like that. And yeah, then, then we realized like, Hey, we still need walleye and we just didn't feel that, uh, Okaboji was going to be the spot for us. Right. So, so we, we threw up a Hail Mary. We headed west, and uh, we, we got back to Rock Rapids. We literally pulled into my driveway, hooked up my boat. I told Kayla, hey, <laughs> we're heading west now, and she's like, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we ended up going out to South Dakota, uh, not not too far into South Dakota. No. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but uh, uh, we knew that this was going to be a walleye area, and uh, we we started catching some, you know, 15, 16, 17 nurse. Right. And, you know, feeling good, you know, Hey, you know, even if we don't win it, but we've got every, every, uh, yeah, we got fish covered. on the board. We, we gave it a heck of a last day and yep. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, kind of knowing, you know, with that 20 and a half inch bass and, you know, with eight inch bluegills, it, you know, at that point in time, it wouldn't have taken a super, super fish, you know, right. in order to catapult us up into the lead. And then once again, old Matt comes through in the clutch and that rod bent over and he, you said immediately, you're like, this is a good one. This yeah. is a good one. And, uh, man, when that thing was coming up through the water, it was like, oh boy, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. a good one. This is this, a real good one. This is the one we need right here. Yeah, man. Thick fish. Oh, it was Just, a healthy fish. And, uh, yeah, I got it into the net and I thought for sure, wow, that's, you know, that's, oh, we thought we had it. I yeah, mean, 26, 28 inch or I thought, right. but, uh, you know, you, you kind of knew right off the bat, like, nah, pump the brakes, Scott, but uh, it ended up being 24. You really think about that day, a 24-inch walleye and a 20-and-a-half-inch smallmouth oh, yeah. bass. I mean, that's pretty incredible. That's a heck of a day. I mean, yeah. Are you tooting your own horn right now? I'll, no, I'm just saying that any time you can do that, I am tooting your own horn right now. Toot, toot. Beep, beep. 
Man, my horn sounds better than that. You no, gotta give you, me got, some credit. you, you gotta, got like a little, little Geo, <laughs> Geo Metro Matt. Metro Matt. I don't know about that. No, but God dang it. That, that tournament was just a heck of a lot of fun. And I thought uh, we had it. I thought we had it, and oh. I'm sitting there having a little bite to eat that night, and then all of a sudden you, I get a text message from you, and I thought it was a con- congratulatory text message, and it was, we lost it. Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I will tell you the story. I was just getting ready to hop in the shower. I was taking my wallet out of my back pocket, rolling up my belt, putting it in the uh, in my nightstand and, you know, feeling pretty proud of ourselves. And, uh, all of a sudden that freaking donkey went off <laughs> and I knew Tanner, I knew Tanner Vogel who was, uh, sitting in second he place, was in second place. And we knew that he'd fish until he couldn't fish. No I'll more. guarantee you he fished till 1159. Right. He sent me a Snapchat at like one in the morning. And I'm pretty sure that's when he <laughs> just got rolling into town. And, and I knew, I mean, Tanner, Tanner's a competitive person. He had big bass. He had big bluegill. Right. All, all he needed was that big walleye. And, uh, yeah, so I heard that donkey go off and in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, he just took over the leaderboard in the walleye division or something like that, because, you know, we had a 24 and then like a 17 and a half and he already had like a 19 and a half or something like that. And so I thought, well, you know, if he, you know, if he cracked a, you know, a 21 or something like that, you know, and took the lead in the walleye division that, you know, that's what it's going off for. And then I checked it and my heart sank. Yep. And I started saying, yelling four letter words and I didn't actually do that, but I, I was, I was, I was a touch pissed. <laughs> I was, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I mean, I thought that we had this in the bag. Like, you know, we, we, you know, we advertised this up, like, you know, here's your chance to take on Scott and Matt, you know, whatever. And so everyone's like, yeah, yeah. You know, our chance to take on Scott and Matt. And so they did. And we freaking got beat. And we got beat. We got beat in our own Bye. tournament. By half an inch. You know how bad it hurt my feelings to confirm that? Like, I looked at it, and it was like, no. you know. And, and it was from and somebody was. that we weren't expecting. It was. Uh, I mean, I was totally... D- did I tell you the story on this fish? No, you didn't. Well, first off, we'll, we'll, we'll sh- shout it out. Chase Bruggeman is uh, over, over on the west end of the county, but... Uh, this dude caught some absolute super tankers. He had a 20-inch bass. He had an 11-inch bluegill. That's just was, crazy. I actually sent that fish up to a fish biologist friend of ours, and I was like, what are, what are we dealing with here? Because if it was a full-on pumpkin seed, which it kind of looked like, I mean, we were dealing with the state See, record oh yeah, there. It was a and huge fish. It was a pumpkin seed green sunfish cross, and uh, so it wouldn't count for a record, I, I don't believe. But uh, whatever, this thing was 11 inches. I mean, freaking it was absolutely huge and yeah like i said uh you know it was it was super disappointing but uh you know chase is a cool dude i went fishing here with chase and and his family a couple weeks ago when i talked about being out in the platte area on the missouri river and uh yeah no they i don't know he he came through he well like i said yeah so he caught this stinking fish he had a bobber and a night crawler out and I think he was casting like with another rod or whatever. And at the end of the night, he just starts reeling in this bobber and nightcrawler. And it's on there. Sure as snot. A freaking 22 and a half inch walleye. And, and I mean, how much worse could it be? It was like God was making fun of us. <laughs> I mean, he didn't beat us by four inches where it was like, well. Oh, know. yeah. Like he caught a 28 inch walleye. And it was just like, whoa, wow. That's just a you know, good for him. He beats us by a quarter inch. Right. 
a quarter inch. And I know Chase or, or Austin and, and that whole entire crew over there is listening to this right now, laughing at us. Laugh. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. I'm not giving you guys mugs anymore. <laughs> That's what I think about that. So, no, it was it was fun. It, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Uh, just to round out the top, well, heck, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who, who everyone. You know, Nathan Hagen down in Missouri caught some absolutely tanker fish also. Yeah. I mean, he had big bass. He had big bluegill. But uh, he doesn't have walleye down there in his area. So, uh, you know, he was he was really at, an, at a disadvantage. But if he had, he would have been a player in there too. For sure. But uh, now to round out the uh, the field, uh, Chase Bruggeman with 52 and a half inches. This is overall. Overall, that's, that's uh, in the first place. Me and you got 52 and a quarter, like I said, quarter inch behind. Tanner Vogel, 48 and three quarters. Stephanie, our guest, uh, she was at 46, her and her partner, Michelle. Jared Van Ingen at 42, and then we got Jeremy Kay, Matt Grave, Nathan Hagen, Seth Engel, Nick Ferrezo, Logan Lyon, Trevor Coop, Jesse Van Wyke. Uh, yeah, we we had a lot of people hey, enter, yeah. and it, it was fun. How about how about a shout out to Jeremy Kay for a top 10 finish? Top 10 finish top for 20 Jeremy Kay in his first tournament. <laughs> yeah, think about that, Jeremy Kay. Think about that. Sixth place. Sixth place. He, you know, Jeremy had never caught a walleye going into this tournament. Right. And and he he I think he caught quite a few of them. He caught a bunch of pike. Had never caught anything with teeth. Oh yeah. Shout out to Jeremy K. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know, thanks for everybody for participating. Well, we also had individual. Who won the individual? The individual species. Yeah. Tanner Vogel uh, with the bass at thirty nine and a quarter. That's two bass. Two bass, and and he had a twenty incher, I believe, and twenty incher and a nineteen and a quarter right, that so is, those are two nice fish that is pretty impressive especially Chase, for a walleye guy yeah <laughs> I, I there's nothing that makes me happier than beating tanner in the walleye division right so. and, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of fun to see him win the bass tournament because yeah yeah, yeah he's that? always talking so trash on bass and we're always talking <laughs> trash on walleye so that just makes it all the more fun but uh chase bruggeman uh in the bluegill with an 11 incher and a 10 and a half incher he yeah, pretty much just, had that thing locked yeah. up uh, and then in the walleye division, of course, it was me and you, uh, you know, just the way I had planned it. Right. <laughs> no, with Matt's 24 and then, uh, Matt had another 17 and a half and, uh, that wasn't my fish. I thought it was your, f oh man. No, I only, I, I only had one fish in this fight, <laughs> but at least I had one. That's right. Thank God I had one. If I went to had one, I probably would have just, you netted him. If, if you would have told me at the beginning of this tournament, Scott and Matt, you guys are going to lose, and it's going to be because of your bluegills. I, I know. That would have laughed in your face. It's crazy that it came down. You know, everybody was is going to think that it's going to come down to, like, your bigger fish species. Sometimes if you can, you know, get that big one like they did. I mean, 11 inches, that's just crazy. That is insane. Like, that's, yeah, that's that's the type that you end up on the cover of magazines. Right. But, uh. Like no, I said, screw you, Chase. <laughs> screw you. <laughs> no. A congratulatory screw you. Yeah, congratulatory screw you to Chase Bruggeman <laughs> over there in Largewood, Iowa. <laughs> no. No, so that's good stuff. But uh, 
Like I said uh, in the last episode, we are going to do another uh, tournament here. I believe we're going to do a fall brawl, and uh, we've got some really, really cool ideas for this one. Uh, it's going to be one single species. I'm not going to tell you what species it's going to be, but it's going to be one single species, and we are actually pretty hopeful that uh, that we're going to get like some really big names in in this yeah. uh, tournament. And uh, you know, instead of uh, you taking on uh, you know, the two schmucks from the podcast, uh, you know, this is going to be your chance to, uh, get into a fist fight with some of the biggest names, you know, hopefully in, in the upper Midwest here. And, and that's the plan. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it, uh, maybe I'm just saying too much. Next thing you know, we'll get no one to enter, but I mean, we, <laughs> well, we we've got, got some big things coming. Yep. Yeah, we've got some really cool ideas for be this fun. one. So stay tuned. I, I mean, I really think it's going to come out here in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, you know, we've, we've got to get it out in the next couple of weeks if we want it to happen the way, way we've got a plan to happen. So, uh, speaking of tournaments, uh, you know, Bassmaster elite series is, uh, still going forward with their two tournaments in, uh, in New York. They canceled one and I've be still this, been here in Oahe being thrown out where they're going to move that one that they originally postponed to. So golly, I just, I golly, I hope so. But all right, buddy signer, you better have a spot ready. Cause Scott's coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, we would crash Buddy's place. We would crash. <laughs> even if we weren't staying there. We don't even drink beer, but we're going to litter that place with beer cans. You'll have, you have plenty of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I do believe that uh, MLF is up in Minnesota. Um, well, they just got done in Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. So, so But I, there's been a lot of talk. You were saying that... Uh, People are starting to see some of those anglers and a few of the lakes up in that area. Yep. So. so I think that's going to be one of their cup events, which is a complete and total secret. They don't let anyone know it's a made-for-TV deal, and uh, uh, even the anglers don't really know. No. I think that they get told where to go, and right. uh, they don't it's, know what lake they're going to be on or anything. And They absolutely smashed the smallmouth out in Wisconsin. Did you hear anything about Berkeley Maxent flatworms? Never heard of them before. You you know where you, who were using them before those those guys in this last tournament? Yeah, us. We, we have been, we have been, we've been this promoting was no them secret. hard for a long time. <laughs> this was no secret to us, but uh, yeah, I've actually heard people talking about you know if you would have taken a drink of beer every time they mentioned the Berkeley Max Scent uh, deal, <laughs> you you, you would have had to have gone to the hospital. Right. <laughs> I'm probably probably right past the hospital. Yeah, I, they probably I, wouldn't have stopped there. I I would say Berkeley gave some money to MLF to uh kind of to kind of talk it up, and uh, I don't know what they paid, but I'd say they got their money's worth. <laughs> they you know they they might want to mask it a little bit more next time, but oh uh, whatever, that's that. So I don't know. Good good news story of the week, Matt. Good news story of the week. Um, I just got to give a shout out to everybody that participated in the tournament again. Absolutely. You know, to Steph and Michelle for fishing. So dang hard. I oh, mean, they it. they were out there grinding every, every single day. day. They were upgrading fish. I mean, they were out there. They were busting their tail off. So, nope. I'd have to say that. My good news story of the week is going to go out to our buddy Chad Lorith. Oh yeah. Who uh, we went, like I said, we went fishing uh, last Sunday morning with Chad, and uh, I mean, we just had an absolute dynamite time with him. I it mean, was a good time. You know, just flipping the bull the whole entire time. I mean. You didn't even need to fish. I mean, the fishing right. was just the bonus. I yep. mean, just, you know, all the trash talking and the smart talking and, you know, just Chad's got a lot of knowledge and, uh, 
you know, I'm telling you, if you guys are looking to fish the Iowa Great Lakes area and you're looking to hire a guide, Chad Lorith is the guy over there. Yep. I mean, he he's he's just an all around awesome have a good dude. Time. There, there's a lot of great guides over there. I mean, we are not, but I mean, Chad Chad is god dang it, he's just a lot of fun to be in the boat with. His boat is awesome. Oh yeah, it's a sweet boat. That he's skeeter got, is nice. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed fishing out of that boat. Me and you both shared the front casting deck, yep. and I mean, we never got in each other's way. Nope. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. But uh, after we got done. Uh, Matt won the uh, the minnow pail with the golden lid. Yep, solid gold lid. Solid gold lid uh, for for his twenty and a half inch lunker. So that was really cool that Chad had uh, come up with that cool, cool <laughs> yeah. idea. We're gonna travel and trophy, right? We're gonna put the date on it, uh, have Matt sign it, and then the next time we get together and fish, then whoever catches the lunker in that one will take the bucket from there. But uh, when we got done, Chad said, "Hey, I got a I got a care package for Grady, my son Grady." And uh, he, he reached into the back of his truck and uh, pulled out a clam sweatshirt and, like, seven hats. Like, all different sorts of fishing brands. You know, Yamaha Pro Fishing, Salmo, Jason Mitchell, Vexlar, you know, Lindy. Just a bunch of killer cool hats. And I set them all up on Grady's bed. And uh, then he came came over yesterday and walks into his room and he's like what and it's like, yeah and so no i thought i just i mean that's ah, that's that awesome cool. chad's a stand-up dude and For sure uh, so yeah i guess uh that is the good news story of the week i uh i don't really have a whole lot more you got anything else to talk about not that i can really think of i mean it's we're here mid-july it's getting to be soon. that time yeah Pretty soon we'll be talking about We're actually fishing. getting a couple cool days. That felt good. The locusts are starting to chirp now. I don't know are if they? you've heard that at night. And they always say that once the locusts start going, six weeks, six weeks till the first frost. frost yeah. I got a I got a $50 bet with my brother, Eric. Ooh. 50 bucks. 50 of the big ones. You're going to, you're making a bet he with does, a farmer. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't think, he doesn't think that that holds true. I really do. I, yeah, I really, do too. I believe it does. It's a fact. It's in the Farmer's Almanac. It's in the Geneva Convention. I can remember last year. I can't remember who I was talking to. And it was like, oh, we heard locusts. And I was just like, six weeks. And we started, all of a sudden, six weeks later, we had a really cold day. And they were talking about frost. And it was just kind of like, and I was with what? that person. Uh, and we kind of looked yeah. at each other like. You remember that? Holy yep. buckets. No, so so uh, I've, got until, I've got until the last day of August which is going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. But uh, I've got a $50 bet that we will see frost in August yet. It is This is early. This is early for the locusts. Normally, they're, yeah. you know, they're like 20, 20th, 25th, something like that right in here in our area. But uh, i got a $50 bet, and I can't wait to take that $50 bet or 50 bucks off my brother because he's got plenty of money, and <laughs> he, he can send some my way. So. Alrighty, well, that's that. Uh, that is episode 82. 82. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll just see you next week on 83. See ya. <laughs>